Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 564. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is episode what, four? Episode four. Uh, we're titling it uh, Just Moving Stories. Uh, and today we have with us uh, me, Benny. We have uh, my wife, Kathy. Hi. And uh, her brother, my brother-in-law, Mr. Freddie Montenegro. What's up? We're very happy to have him. And, uh, you know, Freddie's going through some moving stuff, so we figured, hey, let's talk about moving. Moving. Uh, I don't know. Uh, one of the first things we want to talk about is the places we've lived. Um, I've lived in, let's see, technically three states. Okay. Um, it's been Texas, California, and Wyoming. Spent some time in Wyoming, which was uh, not something I want to go back and do. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but Gee, it, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, Wyoming had 700 people. A gas station and like maybe a that gas station was also a grocery store, and that's not even the reason why you don't want to go back, huh? No, it's just me and my friend. Uh, I called him Buster, but he was just a bull out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah, got some pretty intimate intimate times with God out there. So, <laughs> Kathy, where where have, uh, <laughs> where have you lived? <laughs> oh boy, uh, let's see. I've lived. Let me see, one, two, three, four different states, maybe. And then Puerto Rico, I've lived in Argentina. Well, yeah, that's a whole so, country. So, yeah, we moved around quite a bit at the beginning of my life. But we finally settled down here in Houston. And then I've lived here ever since. I was like seven years old. And uh, Freddie, Freddie just moved down here from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, but Freddie's lived here before. Yeah, well, we grew up, like my sister was saying, um, we've lived in two different countries. You know, uh, my parents were missionaries, so we moved around a lot. Lived in Puerto Rico, um, went to grade school there. Uh, I don't think Kathy ever got to go to school there. No. Uh, lived in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, lived in Pennsylvania, lived in Chicago, Indiana, and Houston. Um, and, you know, it's. Moving is not fun. It's never fun, you know. Um, but sometimes it's something that's necessary, right? So, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Now, uh, I, I don't know. We were trying to think about, you know, what what all about me, where I was. Uh, and I, I had to sit here and think about where my favorite place to live was and where my worst place to live was. Uh, but for me, my favorite place to live was right down home in Kilgore, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh it was uh, 300 Barnett Street. Um, that was my grandpa's house. Oh. And I got to live with him for quite a few years. Um, most of my, uh, well, some of my, most of my elementary days were there. Okay. Uh, a, lot, a couple of my middle school days there. But the absolute worst, we had this apartment that was kind of like a duplex. It's behind the Whataburger currently in Kilgore um and we used to share that share that apartment but we got the upstairs the reason I hate it is because that's when we were like downright I felt like super broke because and and super unhappy because my my dad was between jobs uh he was going from being a ranch hand to learning a new trade which was welding okay uh and Mr. Jack Parker he had his welding shop where the Verizon is at currently and they tore down his shop to build that. Well, they didn't build the Verizon. It was part of that building. 
Uh, and he was teaching my dad how to weld. But at the time, my dad was out of work. So we were pretty broke, and that's where we could afford to live. And, you know, we had to go without lights and things of uh, that I, I, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy that, that, that God has been able to provide for me now. But that was probably the worst place I've ever lived, and, and including right Wyoming, which was... Which was pretty bad, but the winter there was... Uh, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, negative 40 was not fun. I got to relive a little bit of that yeah. in these last couple of weeks. Uh, Kathy, where's, where's been your favorite or worst place to live? Um, that's a hard one. Because I've only remember living in Houston. But I actually, I take that back. I think from what I can remember... Uh, Ohio. Yeah, we forgot about. That's yeah. Another state that we lived in. Wow. Yeah, that. We lived in Cleveland, yeah. And I remember that we we left there because of the cold, brutal, brutal cold, and then I was always be sick. And then the Browns were there. Well, <laughs> right, and, and, and that is a big factor. The Browns and the Clippers. You know what I mean? Right. The, the yeah. But I now that I think about it, yeah, that ha- that has to be one of the worst places because of that simple fact. And I do remember a little bit of that just brutally cold weather. Uh, as far as favorite places to live, I I I don't know. I would say here now. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, because you live with me. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm the man. Well, yeah. <laughs> You can't go against that. Specifically, the man. Uh-huh. Your man, I yeah, mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, given the chance to go back, hindsight, yeah. Right. Living with you has been my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, what do you think? What's, what's worst, favorite, worst? worst place I live? I live. So, so, so let me just go back to, to my history of moving around, right? Uh-huh. Uh, when I moved, oh, I keep forgetting states that I lived in. I lived in Massachusetts for a couple of years. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. I lived yeah. in Massachusetts for a couple of years. Um, worst place that I that I would say I lived in was when I first moved to Chicago. Ooh. Oh, wow. When I first moved to Chicago, I lived, we moved to the south side of Chicago. And if anybody that's listening knows anything about Chicago, you know that you don't want to be in the south side of Chicago. Right. You know, especially if you're very familiar in the commercial and exchange area. You don't want to be there. So, anyways, uh, the pastor, a friend of my dad's, uh, offered us an apartment there, and they were very gracious. And we went to live there. Um, and you know, for the you know, I've dodged bullets in my lifetime. You know what I mean? But for the first time, I had to dodge bullets because one gang was in one corner, and the other gang was in the other corner of the same block, and they were shooting at each other. And I'm trying to get into my apartment. You know, with, with my wife and my kid. At the time. Yeah, I can imagine that. So that, that that's always fun. You know what I mean? So that that was the worst place that I think that I lived in. Uh, the best place that I think that I lived in was Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Indiana. I lived in a small beach town called Whiting, Indiana. Loved it. Traditional small small town America. You know, we had the whole. You know, Main Street with the old-fashioned theater, with the with the malt and shake place where you just go after school and you know and, and get yourself a, a milkshake and things of that nature. Um, and the beach was just a walk away. You know what I mean? So, right. best place that I lived in was there. Where would I like to live? You know, I've all, I I've often 
thought about where I'd like to live if I'm keeping it here in the United States. And I've always loved New England. Mm. New England to me is Massachusetts, Connecticut. Um, <laughs> it's it's just an, uh, an amazingly gorgeous place to live. It really, really is. And so that's my, as far as where I would love to, love to yeah. live, it would be that. If I had money and everything and yeah. I was well off, I'll be, I'll be living in probably Springfield, well, I, Massachusetts. <laughs> as a Raider fan, I just I, yeah. I can't do that. I can't get Benny to want to go to yeah. New England because yeah, well, that's, that's what the Patriots are. January 2001, <laughs> it was a fumble. Yeah. It was not... <laughs> It still hurts. You can make as many excuses as you still want. Still hurts. No, he's admitted it. He's admitted it. It's just it's 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 in the past. We, we're past gotcha. it. You know, um, favorite worst place. I mean, it it it's just so when you. I feel like when you have more options, you, you it's harder to choose. Like if you've moved around a lot. But then again, if you've moved around a lot, you know you don't really get accustomed to one particular spot right uh where's the longest you guys have lived for me it's definitely kill war uh, houston 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 which is yeah actually where we live at now right um and i love texas right i love uh a lot of cities in texas <laughs> i never I saw can... myself living in houston nope i'll be honest and houston, i grew up here right and after 21 years of being gone yeah, and coming back, I've been here. This May will be two years that I've that I've been back from Chicago. Right. Um, you know, Houston is not what it used to be twenty two years ago, mm-hmm. at all. Right. You know, um, my biggest complaint here in Houston or general, just generally Texas, I come from cold weather. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I I I rather deal with cold weather, right, than deal with the unbearable. Heat that yeah. we deal with here in Houston. Here, here in Houston is you open up your car door and it's like you're walking into an oven. But it's it's, it's not just the heat; it's the humidity. humidity. Yeah, you got the ocean like what 30, 30, 45 minutes away. Oh my goodness! Um, it's just terrible. It, it's 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 to, to me Houston was always like that black sheep yeah. of Texas City, yeah, <laughs> and it's like oh you don't want to hang out with them because they they'll get you in trouble that type of thing. Right, but. Come to think about it, not only here am I. Come to think about it, a lot of culture, Texas culture, comes from Houston. Yes, yes, San Antonio brings us the Tex-Mex, but I feel like Houston blends it all together. Yeah, yeah, and and just makes it that much better. There's the diversity here has blown my mind. And and lately, you know, when I left here, so so I always tell people, people ask me, so so what are you? You know, they want to know what you are. I say, well, I'm Puerto Rican, but I grew up Mexican. Right, because when I when I was growing up, I went to school with nothing but Mexicans, you know, and all my friends were Mexicans, and I just ate Mexican food. And the only time that I got the Puerto Rican culture was when I was at home, you know what right. I mean. So you know that being said, when I left, that's what I dealt with. That's what I knew. And I get here, and now I see nothing but Cubans, and oh my God, the Puerto Ricans are everywhere, yeah. like everywhere now. Yeah, like they've invaded. The Cubans and Puerto Rican, they got together one day and said, let's go invade Houston. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just unbelievable to me the that, amount. And, and it's not like they invaded and everybody else moved out. Right. No, it's just, everybody stayed here. Everybody stayed here. Because yeah. there's still plenty of raza here. Yeah. You know, I'm Mexican. Kathy is half Colombian. Well, Kathy and Freddie. Yeah. Half Colombian and half, half uh, Puerto Rican. Yeah. And 
I mean, we got a halal place right here. Yeah. That I can walk there in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, There's two. There's yeah. One on, there's one on each side. And of it's the... right next to the Rancho, which is a Mexican grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, it, it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah, it is. It's, it was a shocker when I first moved to Cali because being from Kilwa, we're a small town. Where you think it's like small town. No, we were really small. Right. And we were total. I think right now it's 15,000 people. Back then it was 10. Okay. So you, um, you miss it. Right. And it, you were either white, black, or Mexican. And that was it. <laughs> then we had a little Mexico. We had, uh, you know, uh, that's about as cultured as you got there. But we had that the the Texas culture for sure. Right. But um I, I had friends there that were Panamanian that just moved and he was black as black could be. Yeah. And he didn't speak a lick of English. Yeah. That's how he became my friend. Uh and people would assume he's automatically, you know, black. Black, yeah. And well, they yeah. start talking to him, you know, and he'd be like, what are you saying? You know, hey Penny, can you translate? And it was just a culture shock to them. But when I moved to Cali and I moved to the Bay Area, um, Modesto area, uh, and then I moved out to the real Bay Area, out towards Livermore, and and uh, shout out to the family out there. Um, bro, when I went to work, and I tried to talk to a Polynesian or a Tongan or a, you know, an Islander, is what the, you know, they're from right. the islands, thinking he was Mexican. And I started talking to him in Spanish. Bro, the red, I've never seen myself turn red, bro. Oh, not only that, they're twice my size. Right, right. You know? And, people, yeah. And I got to sit there and talk to him, tell him he can't. Well, I, I, I went out there to work for United Rentals and tell him he can't take a truck because his driver's license is expired. And, and while he's already in the truck and about to take off. So I got to go. And you're trying to tell them this. Right. Is Get right. out the truck. I right. can't let you take it. Yeah. Not so longer. I didn't, you know. Things like that. Um, was there ever a culture shock for y'all moving to, uh, like, when you first moved to Chicago or when you first came to Houston, Kathy? I don't remember. I was seven years old. Right. <laughs> Have you ever experienced a culture shock when you traveled? Oh, you know, It's yeah. funny because I, I experienced, and this is going to sound funny, I experienced a culture shock with my culture, my Puerto Rican culture, when I moved to Chicago because I had never lived I mean we traveled you know what I'm saying New York whatever and there's a lot of Puerto Ricans in those areas you know what I'm saying but I had never lived in an area or a city where there was a lot of Puerto Ricans with a lot of culture right you know what I'm saying I had never experienced I, I, that. I've been out there and they even got the flags over yeah, the streets yeah they got the famous those flags those are dope it's called the bandera bandera right you know what I'm saying yeah uh, so so to me it was a shock because I it was a, it was one of those shocks where it's like, wow, these are my I'm people. Home. I'm, I'm home. home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but it was a shock nonetheless, you know, because I was like, wow, um, I've been missing out on my culture. You know what I'm saying? Then I started seeing, oh, that's a Puerto Rican restaurant. I had never seen a Puerto Rican restaurant in Houston, you know? Right. Oh, my God, that's the Puerto Rican parade day. Right. You know what I'm saying? So all those uh, culture shock, yeah, when I moved to, when I moved to Chicago, it was just... But like, in a good way. But in a great way, you know what I'm saying? I got to learn a lot. I got to learn a lot of different cultures when I moved to Cali um, and that I had never even experienced. The Asian cultures out there, bomb. I mean, Chinatown in San Francisco was totally off the chain. I, I, yeah. I was in a different country. Yeah. I couldn't speak to nobody uh, with either language. Yeah. Uh, me being bilingual, I could, I could, you know, I felt like I could 
somewhat get around. You know, nope, nope, not over there. Yeah, because they stick to their language. Like it's just like the Chinatown in um yeah. in Chicago. We we had our friend Karen come up, and she actually schooled us on our our own Houston Chinatown. Yes, that was actually it's pretty amazing. Dope. We, I didn't I've know it was it. like that. You wouldn't. We I lived here. We've lived here thirty. What? Thirty eight years, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I did not I, I did not realize all of the stuff that was in Chinatown. And yeah. when we went with your friend We you, had a two hour coffee. It was like Yeah, you had to sit there and wait for it for two hours. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a new shop. That's how popular the boba, it was. boba coffee or I something. I don't know what it was called. It but was good. it was we need definitely need to go back. Right. But it's amazing. Yeah, but uh the only well, there's been culture shocks, obviously, because I've, I've traveled quite a bit. Uh, but I think the one that resonates the most with me is when I traveled to Dominican Republic. Okay. And you oh, think, Caribbean, you know, hey, those are my people. I'll fit right in. And it was... It was not that way at all. It, it, I don't think it uh, had to do so much with uh, culture, per se. But it had more to do with their like the way that they lived, which Lifestyle. is extremely different. Like no AC, the doors are inclo- oh windows are always open all day long, uh, and the it just a lot of different things. A lot more work on a daily basis because things just seem to go at a really slower pace over there. Getting the language when I came back from the Dominican Republic. People kept telling me that I had not had a Dominican accent when I talked. That you now have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They kept telling so it got me. Stuck to you the little. Bit. Well, I mean, I was there for almost two months, so I was like, okay. But it's very the way that they live, their lifestyles, is just the day to day routine. Very, very different. Yeah, I, 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 I've recently found out through some of you guys that are listening. That I have an accent. Yeah, you do. That I have a pretty Texan accent. Yeah. Uh, got a country accent. Country yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I even say, wear the hat. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And um, the boots. And the boots. I have the boots and I have everything. But I can always cholo down and throw my go. Raider gear on. There you go. And, and we can make it happen. But uh, stuff like you don't do. I always oh, say, man. hey, I'm fixing to. And I didn't realize it was that bad. But, you know, when I, when I went to Chicago, I went to Chicago and New York and a couple different places. That's when it really I I heard it there. Yeah, yeah. You can because hear you you hear everybody else's contrast yeah. here in Texas. I don't hear it because right. everybody talks like at least a little bit like me. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I love saying y'all and I ain't can't all the words. Uh, is there any dislikes that you hate about Houston right now? Besides the traffic. Well, yeah. But the I, humidity. Oh my god! I can tell you guys. I can tell you guys right now. This traffic ain't nothing. From what oh, I experienced LA. in San Francisco. Yeah. In San Francisco. Oh, San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, that's was terrible over there. Horrible. There's a parking lot. I think Bro, 10 lanes wide yeah, on one side. The, the worst parking, the, the worst traffic in the world. New York and, and, and then uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Or LA. One of them. Well, New York is. I lived in New York and it's not that bad. I got stuck on the uh, Jersey Turnpike going into Brooklyn. Okay, okay. So, but yeah, I get that part. I had flashbacks to say I was PTSD. Are you serious? Oh, God, yeah. Well, you know, as far as dislikes is concerned, those are my two major dislikes. Well, I got three for Houston, you know what I'm saying? Right, the weather. The weather. The traffic. Obviously, the traffic. And everything is just so far here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Everything is just like, like, I got friends. I got friends that... I have if I want to go visit them, right? 
You have I to have to plan it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I got I to gotta plan ahead of time because I know what, if I leave at this time or I leave at that time, I'm not going to get there to this time. And it's just ridiculous. So those are my three, three major dislikes is the weather here. Oh, my gosh. I just, I can't. Like, well, it changes quickly, too. But in the well, summer, the it seems long. to, like, stick around. It does. Yeah, because but the summer's long. Every other time, yeah, it's yeah. like we just sped through winter. Yeah. Right? We're already hitting spring. Already. Um, and we just, I think there was some fall in there. I might have taken my jacket out maybe just that one week we had that bad storm. Oh, my gosh. I got so much wind. And literally, clothes. literally, within three days, one day... I was in, in the teens. I was in my uh, uh, hunting gear because yeah. that's the, the warmest. My coveralls. I had my beanie. Everything. I was. I was like I was going hunting. Yeah. Uh, and then within three days, one day, two days. Okay, if you want to count it out, in two days I was in shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And okay. sweating. Yeah. And and that, you know, it always trips me out how that happens. Uh, but definitely a dislike is is that that travel. If someone tells me um, that, for example, I, I do a lot of flipping. Right. So if I see a piece on the marketplace or offer up or, or Craigslist or whatever, I got to research where this thing is at. Because if, if it's across town, I ain't going for no. it. It's got to be worth uh, three, four hundred bucks. Right. Because if it's worth, uh, you know, 50, 60 bucks, I'll, I'll save my money. Yeah. Because it takes my time and it takes, it takes gas. my gas. Um, but that that's definitely a dislike. The I guess there aren't too many things I, I hate about it. I used to hate Pasadena. Um, I, I still do. Yeah. But <laughs> I still do. I just I, I don't get it. I just it's I, it's just so far away from my mind that it doesn't even bother me anymore, you know? Um But it's just I don't get it. To me, Pasadena's like Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Well, it's like the area surrounding uh, yeah, Whiting. 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 Yeah. And, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, if Kilgore and Pasadena had a baby, it would be Whiting. <laughs> You're <laughs> probably right. You're probably right. Because with a, it's with just... A beach. It's right. For those of you who don't know, Pasadena is very industrious. Um, that's a nice way of putting uh, that. There's pretty much... Well, what's the nickname? I, I don't know. What well, is it? Know? I don't know. Stinky Pasadena. Stinky Pasadena. Stinky See, I did not know that. Because of all the refineries. Because There's of all the refineries. And it always stinks there. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it stinks. It doesn't matter what you do. It stinks. Right. Right. So, I, I don't know. I mean, No this, hate. No hate to no, Pasadena. No hate to Pasadena. No, no hate. <laughs> I got friends that live in Pasadena, so. Hey. Much love. Much love, Pasadena. <laughs> It's much different from the Pasadena, California, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, it's quite got, a bit. They don't got $2 million houses in the Pasadena over Yeah, there. but um, I, I, I as well have friends in Pasadena. There's a church there in Pasadena I used to go to a lot. Uh, they're, they're awesome people. It's not the people there. It's, it's, no, just, it's, just, it's just the climate, the, the, the surrounding, the habitat, the, the refineries. Right. That's simple. Well, they 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 they, they try to. It try doesn't to, feel residential. Well, they try to make it look better with um, what's the name of that 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 other town down further down. Um, Kima. No, before Kima, there's a. Oh my gosh! It was it's, it's like wood something. They got beautiful homes there. No clue. But it's right there. Oh my gosh. Clearly. That's another thing about Houston. They got so many names. No, no, no! It's not just the suburbs. It's that you can go from 
like literally the ghetto mm-hmm. to the 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 ritziest, classiest houses yeah. within a block. Yeah. With uh, talk about uh, Acres Homes. Acres Homes. Acres yeah. Homes. You go you go down you go down. I think it's third. Victory. Victory. Yeah, Victory. You go down Victory. Forty third. So Victory. If you are on forty, I think it's forty third. There's a there's a gas station there, right? And there's a there's a family dollar behind the gas station. So that's completely ghetto. Like, watch out, you gonna get robbed. Ghetto, right, right. Kitty corner to that to that gas station. You just walk up to the kitty corner, and there's a three million dollar house sitting on the corner. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And the whole area, you go in there, and it's like if you actually drive into the neighborhood, it's like uh, I'm no longer in Acres Homes. Right. Because there's nothing, and you got baseball players that live there, basketball players. You that can live. open your window and let the breeze come in. Exactly, they won't yeah. rob you in there. But you go, you, you go that block, and it's all over with. You know. But th- you know that that's funny because it, that's how Oakland and San Francisco are. That bridge, the Bay yeah. Bridge. Yeah. You go from Oakland where it's the hood to San Francisco where it's you know ritzy. The, ritzy. Uh, it, it was quite a difference, but that landscape is changing. Oakland's coming up. Yeah, but you got that bridge to separate you guys. Exactly, but still, what I mean to tell you is that a lot of these places are changing. Mm-hmm. And us as society sometimes has trouble adapting to those changes. Yeah. What do they call it? Gentrification. Gentrification. What happened to the Heights? The Heights is a part of Kil- uh, Kilgore. Houston, yeah. that I didn't even know about. That well, I, who, who wanted to live in the... When I was growing up, going to the, the Heights was bad. Who wants to live in the Heights? Nobody wanted to live in the Heights. But you go, down the there, you go down there now, they got $8 tacos. They, you go down there now. <laughs> per, got, per taco. You go down there now, and you got studios at right? $4,500 a month. Exactly. Yeah. Studio apartments at $4,500. Exactly. Like, that, oh, that's you, New York are prices. You, are you insane mm. right now? That's New York prices. Yeah. And, so and, what would, what would more motivate you to move then? What motivates us to move? Um, I mean, your environment, climate, mm-hmm. uh, things that, that happen in our lives that are way out of our control yeah. that not only motivate us, they pretty much force us to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being in Cali, unfortunately, it didn't work out for me out there. Um, but not only that, I just I, did, I, I needed to be back home. And there were there were things that helped me move back. Uh, being in Wyoming, we were out of work. We ran out of work. Uh, we were in oil field out there uh, doing water transfer for for fracking, and, and you know we pretty much ran out of work. One day we came home and just we didn't go back, and that was rough. So it wasn't much of a you know choice there. Right. Um, but. Some people, uh, I mean, there's things that are extremely out of our control, like Mother Nature, that could destroy a home and destroy the place where you used to live. Uh, I know that... that Yeah, but that happens a lot in Houston. It it does. Yeah? It does. Yeah, that happens a lot in Houston. So, my motivation to move into Houston was completely out of my control. Right. Because, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We had planned to move, right? Right. We, we we did we did plan that because I think I thought it was time and everything. You know, after being here for a while, I'm like, I want to go back to the cold weather. You know, uh, but it's not easy, man. It's, it's it's not easy, especially when you go through 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 what you you know describe as running. You know, no more work and 
kind of force and there's different circumstances you know what i mean different circumstances that that force you to to make a change and change is good right sometimes 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 most times change is good you know well i think it was good for me well i i i think that it's all a matter of perspective yeah and that when you when that change first initially hits you it's not good no. Well, let me ask yeah, this. Yeah, it's definitely not good. Let it's me not ask good. This. Would how how much would you have moved? How much would would what you? Okay, <laughs> no. no. How much would you what? Would you have moved had you not been forced to? How much? How much of what we do and change is is basically forced on us because. You know, it could be that that's not where you were supposed to be and things were shutting down, but you're like, no, I want to stay here. Or it wasn't the best environment, but nothing else was going on, so you wouldn't have moved. You would have stayed there. Um, so how much of what we well, change I, do we do it because it's forced okay, on us? Okay, um, when I left Kilgore, there were many different reasons. But the primary reason was somewhere... Subconsciously, I was running away from my problems. Mm-hmm. And California was an out for me. And I wanted to tell myself, you know, I needed to explore and Kilgore was too small for me and blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the case. Um, I wanted to say that, you know, I got a new job out there or, you know, I have a girlfriend out there. You know, someone that loves me and, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. It was... It, 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 I was just using those as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, deep down, I was really running from my problems. And all those things gave me an out. Would I still have moved if 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 the, the problems I was dealing with was my grandpa dying and just dealing with the grief? And would I still have moved if, if that would have happened? I, I, I don't know because before that I had planned to go to the Institute of Art in Dallas and I wanted to become an artist. But then that fell through so I was selling construction equipment at the time backhoes and bulldozers and all whatnot and I was doing really good um so I don't think I would have I think I would have stayed there I was running monster trucks at the Lone Star Speedway out on I-20 oh, yeah. um I was yeah you were living we, life I really was I really yeah. was we I had a place there in in, in Longview which was a 10 minutes away from my mom uh, had everything I wanted I mean I, I wasn't suffering I was making money but I wasn't happy uh, because little by little, I was leaving God's path. Right. And when all that went, when that stuff happened with my grandpa, it, I just saw outs everywhere. I was like, oh, well, this is this is my way to get out. Yeah. My way to get out from God because I hated him for taking my grandpa. My way from me to get away from the people that were around me because all they could ask is, how are you doing? Right. And I'm like, Ain't it? my grandpa just died. How do you think I feel? You know? Um... And so, yeah, no, I don't think I would have moved. Yeah. There's a saying that goes a little like this. You know, I I actually put it in my classroom. And it says something like, mostly people change, not because they see the light, but because they feel the heat. Mm -hmm. And personally, I, I may not have moved cities a lot. Okay. Real quick, if we're talking about the light, is that like the light of the tunnel? <laughs> no. No? Because no. if you can feel the heat from the light in the tunnel, that's a problem. that train's about to hit I, you. Yeah. yeah but what I mean is that because of people like wake up and like, oh, yes, this is what I need to do. No, mostly you, you, you move your butt because your butt's on fire. 
And so, for me personally, I may not have moved a lot of cities, but I did recently move careers. And I'm bringing this up because I fought it for a very long time because I hate change. And so, I always ran from it. And at the end of the day, I was... I be, when I began to be uncomfortable in my job, I began to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in the new, this new career, I wonder, like, what was I waiting for? Why did I take so long? Why did I drag my feet? Why did it take me being miserable where I was to finally motivate me to finish my, my master's and, and, and make that change? So it took, it took me quite a bit. To decide to move to Houston. If y'all don't know, Kathy made me move. <laughs> yes. Uh, when we got married. Literally forced his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Hey. I got the last laugh. Because what's your last name? <laughs> Montenegro. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, um, it was it was a decision not just. Kathy was, was kind of like the cherry on top. Because God had been trying to get me to move for a while. Again. And I told him, I don't want to leave Texas. I don't want to leave Kilgore. I don't want to do this. I don't because I, I I wanted to be there forever. Like right. that was it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not moving anywhere else. And no, uh, God was like had other plans, and mm-hmm. there had been other times God had pulled me to Houston. There had been other times that God has been like, Hey, you're in the wrong place. Wake up. And I'm just like in denial about it. But I asked God for several signs, and I asked God to, you know, speak to me in different ways, and and one of the biggest ways was for me to, 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 to just feel good about the move, you know? Yeah. And let my mom and my sister feel good about the move. They weren't happy, per se. Well, they're not going to be because you're right. leaving, you know? But they, they understood and they, they, they really, especially my mom, she was like, you know, okay, well, you know, technically the Bible does say you got to leave. Yeah. And different things like that. And, you know, she's like, as long as you keep up with me, like, Visiting and saying hi and, you know, calling me. We're good. Yeah, because when I was in Cali, I was horrible about that. Well, I mean, but you're closer now anyways. Yeah, I'm closer. Four hours away. I'm going to go see her tomorrow, but... um, I mean, four hours away, but you do it in, what, three? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Depends on how much of a load I got in the back of my truck. Right, 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 right. um, And we, we talked about where we've lived, where you live now, what you like, what you don't like. So... Where ultimately, I, I I don't know. Do me and you have to have that same vision, me and Kathy, since we're married, about where we would like to live? I, for the rest of our lives? you know, I, that that is a, a good question. Yeah, it's a catch twenty one question. It, it, it is. I, I don't. We're individuals. I mean, each individual has. So I, I, this is what I would say about about relationships and matrimony, right? It's two, it's two personalities colliding. Mm-hmm. And those two personalities, they, they collide. There's a lot of things that this personality wants to do and this personality wants to do. But if they truly have been brought together by God, God will mend that. And at some point in your relationship, the vision will be the same. Yeah, and it is. And, and actually I, and it I is. believe that, you know, and I, and, I, and I believe that, you know, and, you know, I'm the worst person to be asking advice about relationships. You know what I mean? I get it, you know? But then again, I'm the best person that you could ask about relationships because I get it, you know? Um, But I think that once God has ordained your marriage, and we make mistakes in our lives, you know, 
Uh, but once once God has ordained and, and you've seen fruit, mm-hmm. because there has to be fruit, right? You see fruit that the union was of God, then your visions will align. There's no ifs and buts about it. Well, I, so you can have different different perspectives now, and you know he might want to live in Hawaii, and you hate Hawaii. You want to live right? In, in, no, no. Whatever. I think what we're, we're we're off the narrow path, but what 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 we're basically talking about where we would like to live, not the decision about. Uh, and I guess I approached it the wrong way. Uh, about me and Kathy having the same vision. It's not that we have the same vision. It's the, the same uh, uh, idea. So, for example, I, I feel like I'm becoming Mr. Wilson from, oh from Dennis the Menace. Oh, my gosh. Yo, <laughs> like, I want people to leave me alone. Yeah. It's so bad. It's and it's terrible. like, or like Squidward off, I don't know. I, I'm still on SpongeBob, but uh, that... Squidward was always annoyed by Spongebob. He yeah. always is. All he wants to do is be left alone. Yeah. And and his neighbor won't let him do that. But, like, it's like, what I want, where would I want to live in the future is peace. Someone, somewhere where I can be peaceful. Not too far away from society, because everybody does need society every now and then mm-hmm. uh, to be social. Uh, and so Kilgore was that for me. And I think Kathy's gotten a little bit of experience in that mm-hmm. and she's also had that experience of wanting peace mm-hmm. so i mean that's where we're both at uh yeah it is I, it, it's really funny I, if you think about it because right. it's been this thing between us about because I'm a, I'm a city girl he's a country boy and so in the beginning one of the biggest things issues in our relationship was okay what are we gonna settle for we're we gonna live in the city or in the country and ultimately obviously uh, Benny moved down here, and it wasn't just because of me. It was more than that because I told him, "Hey, you don't have to move here. That's on you." Uh, and right. so, but I had I don't I really didn't see myself in the country, mm-hmm. and he didn't see himself in the city. And so we talked about it. We settled here, but then when we started going back, and I guess I'm evolving and I'm changing. I'm becoming Mr. Wilson. Because I'm, I'm like, more and more, I want that peace and quiet. And, exactly. And so, now, so, we talked about, we have this conversation over and over again about buying a ranch in Kilgore. Mm-hmm. Having our little house with a big porch and rocking chairs and having a little pond and a couple cows and some horses and, and a garden. And, and if a kid lives next to us and his name is Dennis... We're moving. Right. Again. <laughs> well, we won't because we'll, we'll have enough land. Well, well we'll be Freddie alone. talked about living in Massachusetts. And yeah. you talked about the, 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 the landscape, right? Yeah. That's what you liked about it. Loved it, yeah. Are you going to be able to handle the people up there? Or is that, is that so, going to be an so, issue? So that's, that's my... So hesitation? My hesitation would be the people there. Right. Would be the culture there. Now, you know, there's a lot of... There's nothing but Puerto Ricans in, in Springfield. Well, I was sitting there thinking of Matt Damon and and uh, well, what's no, his name? I'm not ben Affleck. On. Yeah, well, I'm not going to Boston. Their ha- <laughs> heavy accents. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to Boston. You know, what I'm you're saying? not going to Boston because in Boston they park the cars around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I'm not going to Boston. You know, Bean Town. You know, no, 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 no. But outside, uh, my my well, biggest hesitation. And here's the thing, though. Here's the here, here's the thing, and just ultimately, as we get in, we're getting into that. Ultimately, I think that at some point in my life, maybe in the future, but I know that in the past, 
that's where God wanted me. Right. In in Massachusetts. And and the way that it was told to me uh by by my mentor was there's a lot of darkness in Massachusetts, even in the church that's supposed to be the lighthouse, right? There's a lot of darkness and, and my pastor told me, You're gonna go out there, God's gonna bring you out there to be a light, you know? So so Maybe that's maybe maybe that's that's, that's what where, draws you to it. That's what maybe? draws me to it because see when it, when it comes to the Lord, when the it potential, comes to the potential. I, I I look at potential. You know, here in Houston, there's a church in every corner. You know, and I get it. You know what I mean? Texas is a very very Christian town. We're, we're at the we're at the end of the Bible Belt. Right. The so, Bible Belt goes from Texas all the way into Virginia and all that. Right. Right. So, you know, Texas is a very Christian, very uh, um, God-centered, if you will, state. And, and, and so we love that about Texas. I love that about Texas, you know. Um, Massachusetts isn't. You know what I'm saying? So that, Chicago isn't. You know, that attracts me to that because I know that there I could be an influencer of change. Does that make sense? Right. So, so I would love to live... I would love to go back, and, and it's just the, the, the type of houses, you know, all that stuff. It's just, you know, I think when I think about Massachusetts, the first thing that comes to mind is Christmas and Thanksgiving, and those, the, the fall there is, I mean, the fall in Chicago, the fall in Wisconsin, the fall in Michigan, they're all beautiful falls, you know, in Indiana is fall, but there is no fall. Trust me when I tell you. Like a New England fall. Like a New England fall. It just doesn't exist anywhere in the world. Well, that's what Vermont is. Isn't that that's what Vermont is. That's mm-hmm. what Maine is. That's what they're uh, known for. They're known for. That's is what they're fall. known for. Because uh, uh, I, I don't Vineyard. know for anything else. I think we should do that one. Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I, 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 I recommend to go visit Martha's Vineyard. It, just, are, are we at that age? Yes. We are. we? we Yes. Okay. We are. All right. Yes. Just we making are. sure. Yeah. So so it's, it's, it's you know... Massachusetts attracts me from that. But if I had my choice as a man, right? Let's say not a, I'm not, I'm not, I, 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 let's say that I'm walking out of God's will, right? Mm-hmm. I'll go to live in Colombia. Oh, I knew that. How yeah, I? I'll go live in Colombia in a heartbeat. Denver's been, uh, or Colorado, not just, not Denver. Colorado's been a place where me and Kathy liked. We've been out there quite a bit. Columbia's awesome. I don't know about to live. I mean, if we're going international, I don't know about to live. No, definitely Columbia. Yeah, the the lists are are definitely up there. Yeah, I would love to live in Columbia. Freddie, you've had to start over. I've had to start over. Kathy started over uh, career wise, um, you know, in her marriage with me. Uh, How has God played a part in all that? Like, so, so it's interesting that you would ask me that because we're, we're kind of talking about the same thing, right? Um, we all make choices in life and we screw up and we do things and then sometimes we make choices again in life and we screw up and we do things, you know? Um, and I was just talking to, to my, my other brother-in-law about this earlier today. Um, when when you're disobedient to God and, and what His His purpose and His will in your life is, trust me, things are not going to go right. They're going to go wrong, you know? So I've had to start over again twice, because of my disobedience. Now that's relative, right? That's relative. Because I, I everybody's pers- different. I, no, well, right. here's the thing. Recently, someone has brought up that about transactional. What do they call it? The transactional gospel. Mm-hmm. 
which is if I do good things, God's going to bless me. If I do bad things, God's going to punish me. There are times out there when you can do the bad things mm-hmm. and it's not God blessing you. It's Absolutely. the world blessing you. Absolutely. That can be very confusing. Yes. And that that's where some, I the, feel like. And by the same token, you could be a godly person and serve the Lord and wholeheartedly. And have bad things happen. And bad, and bad, bad things, things will happen, happen to you. As a matter of fact. It's life. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself spoke, spoke about that. Yes. And Paul lived it. Yes. Uh, the disciples lived it. They yes. all died horrible deaths. Absolutely. None of them had a good life, life. here. <laughs> they did, none of them did. Nobody. They suffered the whole time. Right. You know, the, the moment, actually the moment that they gave their life to Christ. Right. Their suffering began. But they still lived a fulfilled life. Yes. Because they were walking with God. With, with, God. with Jesus, yeah. And, and that, I, I don't know about y'all, but blessings to me are God's presence. Absolutely. Uh, it's not a new house, new car, none of that. No, no. Because I that, mean, those aren't blessings, but it's it, not. It comes what, and goes. It comes and goes, and it's not. I, I don't think it's what God. Temporary. I don't think that's what God intends when he when he speaks about it. Because I mean, I get it. You know, Jesus came to give us life and give us life more abundantly. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and to me, what that means is that I shall not want no more. Right. You know what I mean? But so, that doesn't mean that he's gonna that if I if I'm able to get a jet. And fly from one city to the other, from one country to the other, is because he's blessing me. You know what right. I'm saying? And so I just I just wanted to uh pop that in. But you were saying Right. So yeah, it's relative, you know, um in my in my situation and, and, and I had a really great friend of, of mine in seminary tell me one day, we're just having a conversation and she stopped and she said, You know what, Freddie, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I was like, Why is that? The reason and she's like, I feel I feel from God to tell you this. I was like, okay. I said, like, go ahead. And she goes, the reason that the enemy attacks you so much is because the calling that God has in your life is great. And if if you allow God into your life to fulfill his plan in your life, the devil knows that the damage that you will cause to him is catastrophic. So I took that, right? And I still didn't obey. I still didn't give myself completely to God. Many things had to happen. Again, I started over twice. You know what I mean? There's been blessings. God has blessed me with life. You know, uh, I've been in the hospital three times, terminal, and He's blessed me with life. You know, um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it all comes down to to to. To the obedience that you have and what you're willing to do when you start over again. So like this time that I've started over again, it's been very difficult for me. You guys have been witness to that. You know, it's, it's taken me two years to pretty much just to even recognize it, right? That that that, that I, I, I don't have control. I'm a person that I always had control. You know, I've always you had control. Did. And I thought I did, but right? control is illusion, man. Right. I, th- I thought I had control of my life. I thought I had control of my destiny, if you will. I say that in quotations, you know. Um, and and God has, you know, he has done certain things to, to kind of like... Break you. Snap out of it, Freddie. You know what I mean? You know, uh, recently losing our father, you know. That, that, that really snapped, you know. It really... It's like there's a there's a song um, that sing and I, 
uh, it's called uh, Interrupt My Life. It's in Spanish. Uh, it's called Interrupt My Life. And that, and that song really, really hits home because when you're going through the process of change, right? Because change, for the most part, is good. But when you're going through the process of change, you got to allow God to interrupt your life. You know, you have to allow him to do that. And I think that that's what he's done with me as far as right. me moving and, and starting over again. That reminds me of like everybody in the Bible that has had to move. Yeah. Starting with Abraham. Starting with Abraham. Yeah. Then you got you got Moses going from being freaking prince of Egypt. Going to the desert. To being a shepherd, right? Yeah. In the desert. A shepherd's yeah. assistant. A shepherd's, a shepherd's assistant. assistant. That's right. He wasn't even, uh, not even Not even the head shepherd. Right. Not even a shepherd. That's like, that's like being, I don't know, what? The president's kid or somebody's kid to flipping burgers at McDonald's or wiping the... Right. The no, toilet seats out there. That's a, that, that's a that's a promotion. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, that's well, a promotion. You got to start bumping the floor. McDonald's people, y'all need to clarify. Uh, help us out. Write in the comments. Let us know what's what what the, what's the rank out there. Uh, but anyway, um, and and I feel like yeah, God God definitely does a lot. And I I think about a verse in the Bible that speaks about uh, all the change in our lives. That number one, He wouldn't give us anything that we couldn't handle. Yeah. Right. Number two, that everything that he does for is for our good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, everything. And, and those two verses always help me remind when I have to move or I have to do something different. When we think about I, it, I those gotta, people I got to know that it's good. Yeah. So when, when sorry, when, when I think about change or I have to move, mm-hmm. I don't think, I used to think about the worst. It, it sucks. Or there was a big change in my life and I used to... Be so down on myself, yo. Yeah. And, and it, it came to me realizing that to where now he gives me peace. And when change hits me and I'm mad or, or, or I feel a certain way about it um, or I have to move, immediately if I get down and I pray, yo, he gives me that peace to where it's like, hey, I did this before. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay this time too. Yeah. And guess what? This is for your good. So is change ever bad? I don't believe it to be, especially if I'm in God's will. Right. It, it It's bad if I'm not in God's will. Absolutely. And I feel like it's it's if it's something that, like you said, that I'm controlling, I'm probably going to mess gonna it up. Yeah, I'm going to mess it up. Yeah, you're mess if up. it's something that's God controlling, it's going to be good for me. Absolutely. But... Is there something in, like what you were about to say something? Well, what I was going to say was the every time in the Bible where we you mentioned all these men of leaders of the Bible that God has just taken out of where they were and yep. placed them somewhere else. What has been the outcome? Let's take Abraham. What was the outcome of that? He got. What was the outcome of Moses? The ultimate rewards, so, especially for Moses, he got to see God. Exactly. So when God is doing that in your life, believe that it is going to be for the uh, the ultimate good. You, and there's something big that he's doing. But again, the key word here is these men were in the will of God. Abraham got up and left. Yeah. And the Bible says, and this is God ministered to me years ago, um, with this thing, when I was going through one of these, starting over, it kept coming up. Abraham kept coming up. And that, that part of his story that says Abraham started going without knowing. 
Right, exactly. He was and, that's, going and that's the beautiful part. Without knowing where because he was going. Because that's the trust. Because God didn't tell him. Well, faith. The, the, the faith one. that he had, faith. because God didn't always, God didn't tell him, okay, this is exactly where you're going to go through, and this is the ultimate destination, and that's it. No, he said, okay, now I'll go to that mountain over there, and, and just, just go. That's, that, that's, that's the next step. Yeah. And he would get there and go, okay, now what, God? Oh, okay, now you're going to go to that river. And God would just show him along the way. And a lot of times, we don't know what God is doing in our lives. Mm-hmm. The ultimate destination is not revealed. And someone explained it to me. Sometimes we don't need to know. Sometimes we just need to know God is opening up the next two steps. And that's all he's showing you. These are the next two steps that you need to take. Don't worry about anything else. Just believe that at the end of that road that I'm taking you on is my purpose fulfilled in your life. Absolutely. So, Freddie, has there been something in the Bible that's impacted you about moving? Well, you know... When, 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 when change happens, and just in my experience, you know, um, it was very hurtful. You know what I mean? There's a lot of pain. It's a lot of hurt. It's a lot of crying. And um, I'll go to this verse in Revelations, Revelations 21, 4 and, and, and on. And it says, he will wipe every tear from, your, from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. Amen. And, 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 and to me, to me, that just speaks on the promise of the of ultimate God, move of the ultimate move, right? exactly. Right, the ultimate move. So, so, so I go to Noah, right? I go to Noah, and, and God told him, "I need you to start building this thing." <laughs> yeah, crazy. And, and he didn't tell him. He he didn't, he really didn't give him too much info. You know what I'm saying? He said, "You're gonna build it like this." Measurements, yeah. And and then, why? Just just do what I'm telling you, right? You know. But the promise at the end of the rainbow, right? Because there was no such thing as rainbow. Right, because it didn't rain in those times, and God, when after the whole universal flood and all that stuff happened, and they landed on on on, on land, God told Abraham, God told Noah, "My promise to you is that from this day forward, everything will be new. I've renewed everything, and this is a sign to show you the rainbow." Right. Right. By the way, if there's ever been a time where the book was better than the movie. Noah is it. <laughs> the book is better than the movie? Am I right? Yes, I didn't like the movie. The, the movie's with, way off. You're talking about the one with the Russell Crowe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't about that. But, yeah. I, but you know what? And that's a whole that's podcast. That's a whole other podcast. That's yeah. podcast. But just, just, to, just to be completely honest with you, here, and I, I had this conversation not too long ago with, with, with a sister, right? And I was like, you know what? Who am I? Just, let's be honest here, right? Who am I? Because the Bible says clearly, if I have to use a rock to speak to the people, exactly, I will use a rock to speak to the. You think so that's they, where they came up with the monsters? I think that that's where they came up with the <laughs> rock monsters. I'm serious. Boom. I think that's where they came up with the rock monsters because I, I oh, get man. the concept. I didn't like the movie because it was just too much of a 
a stretch to me. Stretch. But if, if I'm going to give him some type of credit, <laughs> if I'm going to give him some type of credit, then that will be it. There is definitely you know a verse I mean? in the Bible that says, it says uh, take the good and leave the bad. Yeah. Um, and I think just ultimately, too much bad in that movie, yeah, it's quite a bit of bad. Yeah, quite a bit. Bad. Uh, it, it's not just the storyline; it's the the whole thing. The, the just acting bad. was oh, man. terrible. Um, but anyway, I, I I'm really impressed with with uh, all the stories you've told us. But um, I'm more impressed with with the fact that um, we have you here, bro. Like this, you, your family to us, you know. Yes. And it's always like uh, coming home. So one of those big moves is going to be us coming home. Can you Absolutely. imagine that day? I, I get to go home and see my grandpa. I get to you go get to go home, home and see your dad. Yes. You know, uh, these are these are things to look forward to. Yeah. And uh, if you listening have not uh, accepted Christ or, or, or don't have that expectation of going to heaven and, and seeing somebody or want to know more about it, uh, reach out to reach out to us or yeah. reach out to somebody uh, in your neighborhood maybe or read the Bible. Uh, start with the New Testament. That's the best place to start. Yeah. Where Jesus tells us straight up how it's going to be. Uh, we've all been given gifts. We've all had to move. We've all had to face changes. And uh, if you would like to accept Christ, uh, we'd like to pray with you. Or if you have going through a need, you're going through a change. You're moving, maybe. Uh, let's go ahead and say a quick prayer, and uh, and we'll conclude our podcast for today. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. Thank you, Lord, for Freddie. Thank you, Lord, for the moves. Every time we've had to lift up where we're at and go somewhere new, Lord, thank you for that. Uh, Jesus, we know that you do everything for 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 your will and, and, and for our good. Is um, it's, it's just so amazing how at the end of the tunnel we see and we turn back around and we see how much you've done for us. And we appreciate you for that. We pray for the people out there listening. Lord, bless them wherever they're at. Guide them. Uh, if they don't know Christ, Lord, let them, Lord Jesus, come to you um, uh, through this podcast and through through any other medium, Lord, that you let them know that you're out there looking for them. Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we, we thank you and uh, we just want to say how much we love you. In the name of Jesus, amen. And I just, just want to say a word of encouragement because I know that a lot of people that are listening, they're probably going through that difficult time of right. moving. You know, whether, it's, whether it is from one job to the other. Uh, because a lot of people lost their jobs during COVID, right? Uh, whether it's relationship-wise or whatever. I'm just going to tell you this. It's not easy. Because it's not easy. But it's not impossible. Yep. You know, and I just... Be encouraged. Be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged that you are going to get through whatever storm you're going through. Remember, after the storm, there's always, there's always peace. Yeah, and that's 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 just how it is. And uh, also, big news uh, before we go, uh, we are on social media platforms, and we are also uh, you can email us. Uh, it's at uh, let's see, narrow path podcast at gmail dot com, or you can look us up in social media. Just search for narrow path podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We'll uh, we'll be starting to record our videos here pretty soon. Um, but thank you for listening to episode 500 and what? Well, no, this is four episode four. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you, Freddie, for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Bye bye.